Gather your gear. It's time to head out for our road trip across America that will scare your pants off. Along the way, with your hosts, you'll be setting up camp in some of the scariest places they can find. Discover each episode a cryptid, a haunting, and a strange encounter. Climb aboard a cryptid camper if you're brave enough. Take it away, Shay. Live from our cryptid camper, I'm Shay, and I'm here with my good friend Tom, and we'd like to thank you for joining us for Season 3, Episode 5 of Scare Your Pants Off, our American road trip. In today's episode, we've set up camp in Kansas. How you doing, Tom? I'm really, really good. How are you? I'm really, I'm really good. And I have, I'm ahead a little bit in my research and I'm, I'm just looking forward to this episode and episodes to come and just kind of, it's, I'm really excited actually about what's going to end up being our next episode, but I'm not going to tell anybody anything because it's a secret. And, um. But I really, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking about right now. What have you been up to? Just working a lot, uh, like you, trying to get ahead um, on some of the research and stuff like that with the show. Um, I, what, one thing I did realize is I can't get too far ahead because then everything starts getting jumbled in my brain. And then I'm just, uh, but um, yeah, uh, doing a lot of that. And um yeah, not a whole heck of a lot. We hung out last weekend, which was a lot of fun. Um, nice long weekend this weekend for me. So, well, everybody, we record. I mean, when you guys hear it, it will be a different time, but we're recording on Memorial Day weekend. Um, so, it's supposed to be beautiful this whole weekend, too, which is nice. So, yeah. and uh, yeah, not, not a whole heck of a lot. Not, uh, you watch anything good? So I started watching a thing. I have so <laughs> I feel like I feel like I say things sometimes and like it seems very much not me, but I feel like if you know me well enough you'll know that it's me. I adore the crap out of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Have you watched Fubar on Netflix? So it's funny you ask, actually. I when I got home last night from work, I you know I put it on. It was I was looking for something. I always like to now, now when I get home from work, because I get home at you know usually one thirty or two o'clock in the morning. I try to put on something that either is uh, no, I don't have to pay super attention to or something that I don't mind falling asleep on because we used to put on shit that I loved and then I would fall asleep and it would kind of ruin it because then I would have to go back and I would, you know, I'd figure out where I was and it just became an issue and I would see some stuff but not other stuff. So, and I was like, oh, well, if I fall asleep and what I did see, I think I made it through like maybe two or three episodes. I actually had a lot of fun watching. <laughs> So funny enough, it's. I also actually started watching it last night. Uh, Eric came out in the kitchen and he was about to start showing me what I think was an ad or something for Fubar, which I hadn't heard of yet. I, the second I see Arnold's face in something, I'm watching it. It's just what's going to happen. I I absolutely love him, and I am. I I will watch anything cheesy, funny, awesome, action-packed, dramatic, whatever. It doesn't matter if Arnold's in it. I'm watching it. Cause that's how I am. Um, and I, we are, I think probably like two or three episodes like you in from last night and it is, I love it. And it's, he is, it's going to sound funny when I say this, it's not so much like from a specific movie or whatever, but it's a type of Arnold Schwarzenegger and he plays this Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie, in the show he plays Dad Arnold, and I love Dad Arnold because he's a little bumbling. He's maybe a little slow on realizing that, you know, he's not understanding his daughter or his, you know, whoever. And and it's, I just, I love Dad Arnold. It's my favorite Arnold. <laughs> I love it. It's yeah, no, he's um, I'm pleasant. He, he's very likable in this show too. He's he come at least so far, and what I've seen, he comes across it very likable yeah i've always liked arnold i'm not like a super arnold fan but when you 
when you when you're a boy growing up in the 80s you had arnold and stallone and like when it coming up around here you picked one you know and arnold was my guy over stallone and there was a few things i liked stallone and like over the top great great film and a few other things you know rocky obviously but i was always more of an arnold guy i mean kindergarten cop last action hero twins i mean he's arnold's great he really is and uh yeah i was pleasantly yeah. surprised i had i had heard vaguely heard about or so uh the foo bar but didn't know much about it. i think i just got like a few weeks ago or something got like one of those netflix advertisements oh coming soon type of thing but uh i didn't know anything about it and definitely pleasantly pleasantly surprised by uh by it at least the first two or three episodes it was uh, a lot of fun it's, did you know Fubar was an anagram? Yes, fucked up beyond all recognition. So I said it wrong this morning when I was talking to Eric about it. And I said a word that I'm not going to repeat because it's ridiculous. I'm really glad that I learned that it was an anagram this morning, though, so I don't keep messing up. But yeah, uh, so yeah, but that, yeah, that's the anagram. So yeah, yeah, I had a lot of, um, you know, after high school, a big group of my friends went to the military and um, mainly into the Marines. Most of them, a few went into other branches, but the majority of them became Marines. And that was something that they would say, foobar, you know? So it's, uh, that's, that's the only reason I know. Otherwise I wouldn't, you know, know that it's a anagram or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good one. That was a good one. I'm trying to think, did I watch anything? that you haven't watched. I know, uh, um, I can't remember now. That's what always happens when we, get, when we get on here. I'm like, oh, I gotta talk, tell Shay about this show or this movie. Oh, I finally I finally got all the way through Scream. I finally got through it. Like, so, and it wasn't because I wasn't liking it. I just kept falling asleep. I would start it late at night or something like that. And I finally got through it. And I like, I, 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 I think overall, I, I uh, a pretty good movie not the greatest film of all time and uh or anything but i overall i liked it i had fun. i mean i have fun with most of them because they're usually an easy watch um not not my favorite installment of them but not the worst installment either i i put it at, you know right in the middle maybe upper middle just because you know it was a pretty easy watch i like that uh Jenna Ortega and uh, she was um, she was good. Uh, yeah, I mean overall, like I said, I uh, overall I I really liked it, or I liked it. What about you? It, same. It's um, I I did like it. I feel like I feel like no Sydney and no Dewey was just it was a really big gap, and I feel like there and I feel like you felt that gap, and honestly. For me, more Dewey, and I feel like probably the same for you. More Dewey than Sydney, honestly. It's it, Scream without Dewey is is like body without heart. It's just not. It's so different. I agree. Uh, Dewey's always always been my my favorite uh, um, in, in the uh, series, and I'm not fully convinced we won't see him again uh, within the no. franchise. I'm not fully convinced of that. Um, you know, and they do make mention of Dewey and Sydney quite a bit in the in this movie, uh, but you don't see either of them. And you're right that that was that was a bit problematic for it, just because they are so integral within this franchise and everything. And they were both in the last one, so yeah. So one thing, one good thing did come out of it for me though is um, I've. I've always been a little back and forth with Gail Weathers. I, I've always liked her, but sometimes I'm like, what are you doing, Gail? Like, what's going on? But I I loved her in this. And she was a much bigger, much more prominent part of this movie, probably to fill in that gap. And I honestly, I think, I think without her, I think it would have been a, a lot worse. I think it would have been really bad without her to at least be there to kind of give us that nostalgia bit of it. And it's, and I like the flashes that you see of Billy. I'm still not convinced Billy's dead. 
I never thought Billy was dead. I still don't think Billy is dead. I don't know why. I can't shake it. I don't think Billy's dead. But I digress. So I could see that with Billy. I could see them somehow bringing it back. I just, my only thing is, oh, I don't want to say too much for people who haven't seen the, uh, but uh, I definitely agree with um, the whole Gail. She, I, I really liked her. She was more integral to the story this time and uh, a, a bigger, and she was great. She's, it's a great character. Um, and like you said, it, it, it did help with the other two and it helped to kind of fill in what was going on with, with, um, you know, Sydney and uh, Dewey. So yeah, she was, she was really good in it. I like, um, I like the, I, I really like the girl character. That's the, she's the super movie buff and knows all the rules and everything like that. And that I, I like her a lot. And yep. in a, a few other shows and that I've liked her in as well. But yeah, I, uh, I, I, I again, I don't want to say too much for it because if people haven't seen it yet or something, but yeah, it was, uh, what do you think of, we don't have to say it or we can. It's not a big, actually, by the time people see this, but um, what, what did you th at least think about the killers? I, so I found it to be, okay, so hear me out. When I say this, I actually have felt this way about every Scream movie, and it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It, for me, though, it was, it was as, I, I had it pegged really early, but I generally have the Scream movies pegged really early, and I don't know why, but it's, because Scream is one of those movies where it, like, leads you, and it's like, oh, look, this is the killer, hint, 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 but then it, like, overemphasizes it, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, they're just trying to make us think that this, that's the killer. First of all, that is always when it's the killer in a Scream movie, at least one of them. However, there were parts that they were kind of throwing in there like storylines how certain people met I and mean, i'm not going to give a lot away but that like how certain people met that just didn't make sense for me for how careful the sisters were it didn't line up it didn't make sense to me and i was like mm, okay i now don't trust so and so or maybe i don't trust so and so or whatever um so i i did feel like i had it pegged pretty early but i usually have the screen movies pegged really early and it doesn't take anything away from it for me because I love, I, I love the very, very standard, very typical, but awesome scream fake. I love the leading you in a direction and then making you go, mm, okay, there, it's too obvious now. Yeah, that's exactly, it, it's, it's a scream movie. It's exactly what it's the killer. So, but I love that. Yeah. yeah, I, I totally, I totally get that. I, I had part of it. A part of it figured out, not all of it. Uh, there was, there was, some of it seemed, it just seemed very obvious to me right away. And then, um, then part of it, I just, I just didn't see it. I just didn't think it. And, um, and it was a nice surprise for sure. And yeah, that's, I mean, that is part of the fun with Scream. Cause I mean, it's, and a lot of them, yeah, you know, I'm not saying I'm I'm picking out the kill and all of them, but e even if you do pick it out, it's it's still a fun movie. Even if you figure out who the killer is early on in any of the screens, it's you, they they just have a, a a really good way of doing that. And yeah. the reason I really like Scream too is like, or not. Scream also, not Scream 2, the movie, um, is it really, there were some dark days for horror for a while, you know, uh, end of the 80s into the 90s of just bad, bad horror. And I'd still watch it because I love horror, but um, Scream sort of revitalized the genre. And um, so for that reason alone, I will always watch a Scream, even if... Uh, even, you know, some of the ones that aren't great because it, it really did. And yeah, people complain, jump scares and everything. But like I said, it was a dark time for horror for a while. People weren't watching it. There, very few fucking horror films even made it to theaters for a while just because they were just, um, 
yeah, nobody, yeah. It, it just, nobody was watching it. So, and then Scream came and then it was like, horror was big budget again. You could put a big uh, uh, horror movie in a, in a theater and have a huge opening weekend and, and just huge uh, fan engagement with fans dressing up and shit like that. So, I, uh, well, what they, what they did was amazing though, because it's, they literally, so what Scream did is they literally took every cheesy horror movie trope that people were like, oh, I've seen this, and they showed it to you again, but for some reason, when they when they used the fact that it was a trope, you were like, oh, I love this. How? I don't understand how that happened, but it did, and, and it absolutely breathed new life into some of the stereotypical things that happen in horror movies that we didn't realize how much we love and we need to be in horror movies because that's why we love horror movies the the you know the 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 slutty girls die first the the athletes die second the whatever it is it's it's all those stereotypes everything they say is true and it happens in every movie and for a while it it's almost like it was overdone but the way scream stepped in and did it it was like oh shoot we did miss that. Thank you. You're right. We love this. This is why we're here. That's a great point. Because they do it. They they brought you in on it. Now they brought you in on it, and then and and um and they weren't insulting your intelligence. They're like, hey, we know you're smart viewers, so you know, like let's you know lean into these things, um, which is a great great point. And uh, yeah, just another reason I love it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of, of of the Scream franchise. I just it's like I said, even even if there, it, and I don't think any have been terrible, but even if there was one that was terrible, I will watch it because it's just exactly. just fun. Well, it's it's funny too because it's there's horror movie smart is a different kind of smart. And they know that the people who made Scream know that the people who are watching these movies are horror movie smart. So when he when they when they look kind of like look at the camera and they're like, oh, we'll, you know, never say this or never do this. We know and we know we know. And I love that is they are. They're absolutely addressing horror movie smart people. And I love that. Yeah, I, I agree. A hundred percent. hundred. All right. Well, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like I love Scream and I feel like you love Scream, but I feel like um do you have anything else on any Scream or anything like that? Nope. Do you want to jump into your cryptid? Time for the cryptid. Yes, yes. I so I had the cryptid this week and man, um yeah, it was a lot of and I know I say that all the time, but um yeah, they, there was a lot to choose from here in Kansas. I mean, Kansas has Wendigos, they have Bigfoot, they have Headless Men, um, Sharp Elbows, one is called, uh, which kind of remind me of Razor Shins from Maine. Uh, they have Giant Grasshoppers. They have uh, a creature called Sinkhole Sam. They have Pterosaurs, which are uh, like Thunderbirds. I mean, they just have so much good stuff, but... I went with, because I really liked sort of the mythology and the story to this, I went with the Deer Lady. Have you ever heard of the Deer Lady? I have, and I love that you're going to talk about her. Yeah, I I had, I, I think I just heard the, you know, Deer Lady, the term. I didn't know um, really anything about it, and oh boy, this was fun. So, uh, Many of the Central Plains tribes, such as the Potawatomi, the Ponca, and the Creek tribes, believed in a fertility and love spirit that takes the form of a female deer. To this day, young children, prepubescent teens, and young adults are taught, are taught these stories in the Osage, Pawnee, Sioux, and Ponca tribes. All of these tribes and um, many others claim to uh, have seen this creature in its many forms, which include that of a beautiful young woman, that of a deer, and sometimes that of a, a woman-deer hybrid. 
depending on the tribe and or the witness, um, this human-deer hybrid will take either uh, the form of a deer from the waist up and a human from the waist down or vice versa. So it would be a human from the waist up and a deer from the waist down. Or sometimes it might just have the head of a deer and the rest is human or again, vice versa. So it'd be the head of a human and the rest of the body is that of a deer. Again, that depends on the tribes and who is seeing it. Generally speaking, in most, tri in most tribes folklore, the deer woman is a benign spirit that helps women conceive. But she can also be a very dangerous entity at times. Some of the tribes believe that she will seduce men that are adulterous or promiscuous, and she will have them follow her out into the woods and lead them to their death. Or sometimes she will leave them so lovestruck that they spend the rest of their days all alone pining away for her, with some being so forlorn that uh, they almost completely stop eating, wither, and die. She is also said to trample people to death, especially disobedient children or girl-crazy young men. This angrier version of the dear th lady is thought to have been a young woman who was raped and murdered. This horrific death is said to be what transformed her into this understandably angry version of the deer woman. In some tribes, the deer woman is more symbolic and is a manifestation of a person's personal growth or sometimes a warning of impending harm or doom. Also, in the folklore of some of the tribes, she is very fond of dancing and can be seen dancing in community drum circles. And she'll be just dancing the night away, but she will disappear the second the drum stops. It is said, if you do find yourself confronted by an angry deer woman, there is a couple ways to banish her or stop her from attacking you. And you can banish her through chanting and tobacco. And I don't know if you're throwing tobacco at her or if you're offering tobacco. I don't, I, I could not find it, but chanting and tobacco or by looking at her cloven hooves. So I don't know if she's self-conscious about her hooves or something, but looking at her hooves will uh, stop her from attacking you. So not too much more on her, but uh, one, of the, one of the reasons I really liked this uh, cryptid was that she sort of takes uh, characteristics of a few um, or even more other cryptids, and I'll talk about two that that I liked, and people can make connections because there are a few more that I did, but um, first is that she has a lot of characteristics of the sirens. So sirens are um, said to lure lusty men that are on ships off course towards dangerous rocks where they will crash and die, where the dear lady will... Um, her her beauty would lure men into uh into the woods to their demise and then also she has some characteristics of a succubus and succubi are evil female spirits that have sex with uh promiscuous sleeping men and um after the sex these men um become very ill waste away and then eventually die Similarly, the dear woman lures promiscuous, just like that, young adults and men into the woods to kill them. So that is what I have for the dear lady. I feel baited.
I'm just saying. I don't <laughs> I don't know if that was your intention, but I'm I'm going somewhere with this. I have some thoughts and I think we waited what five episodes before I did this and I'm going to do this now. So if you don't know already, I'm going to make a tie to the Wendigo. Um, that was a big reason I picked it. <laughs> I knew, I knew you would. So I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> All right. So a couple things. There's, 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 so physical aside, obviously she's got the antlers. She's, she has been described in ways that are very Wendigo-esque. Um, now, a couple things that really like super stand out to me is one of the things that the Wendigo does is it can use mimicry, like voice mimicry or even shape mimicry, to lure people into the woods. Sound familiar? Yes, it does. Um, now, another thing so I think my going theory here, the, my going thought here is what I have is um, like like many entities, like many creatures or cryptids or, or however you want to look at this, a lot of times there is a male and a female version of it. And I feel like the majority of cases of the Wendigo that we are told about, that we do hear about, that we do read about, seem to be male-oriented. And personalities vary from region to region and i don't see why this couldn't just be a, a very like very much like a female wendigo it's right down to the luring the people in the mimicry the uh, when when she touches someone what it does to them because when a when a wendigo touches someone and when it's when it touches someone without the intention of killing them it leaves them starving for something it leaves them starving for human flesh or mm. or violence or whatever but who's to say that a female version of it couldn't leave someone with a thirst for something else it doesn't have to be human flesh it could just be a really strong desire it, you can take you know two desire one desire and put it in two different people and it can go down two completely different paths and it's so why wouldn't it be the same for a cryptid so i feel like this absolutely and especially where in the kansas area there are wendigo um i feel like this very much could be tied to the wendigo somehow right there with like like you were talking about the the succubus and um the siren and 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 whatnot and just just like with the succubus obviously you have the incubus which has mm -hmm. you know somewhat different personalities and somewhat different attributes and acts a little bit differently but they are essentially the same creature just a different version of it so i feel like the dear lady might be girl cryptid i mean a girl wendigo i love it i did not know you i so i knew you were gonna make a um a connection to the wendigo uh but i didn't think it and i really like that that it, it's a female wendigo i i, I never really would uh have thought that um so i'm first of all i knew you were gonna and i'm glad and that was the reason i didn't i only tied it to the two and left out the win because i was really i was i was about 99.9 percent .9 sure you were gonna tie it to a win to go so i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna leave that for shay because and um so i'm glad I, I i was right on that um but yeah no i love that i idea i would have you know um because you, like yours kind of say a lot of these cryptids they, they might have similarities and stuff but this definitely i mean could be a female wendigo i mean and it's deer uh, we know, we know that many many versions of the wendigos with antlers i mean um so deer even within the the physical description of this cryptid or creature um there are similarities uh so that's i i really like i really like that uh how you how you connected that and i i i mean i think that's pretty valid that she could be just kind of a female wendigo the lady lady wendigo um yeah. the wendigo <laughs> um and like you said too there are when i was kind of listing just the other 
different types of cryptids that are in Kansas, uh, Wendigo is one of the first ones that popped up. So it's, it's, they are within that region anyway. So yeah, no, I love that. I love that connection there. That's, uh, um, I appreciate you leaving space for me to uh, blabber about it because you know that's my one of my favorite things to blabber about. So thank you. Yeah, once I because it was one of those when I was coming, it was like I'm I'm researching, I'm researching, and you know it's uh, I'm looking at it and kind of narrowing down between a few. But right when I read the dear lady, I got the image of the antlers in my in my head, and then I got the image of a wendigo in my head it was just because that's that's my favorite version of the wendigo is the one with antlers um i just there's something that just an added creep factor to it with it when it has sort of antlers on it so very cool well yeah that's i feel like the dear lady makes like my top um probably like top five i think that we've talked about and largest Largely because of the tie into the Wendigo, obviously, but she's up there for sure. Yeah, I, it was, she was a lot of fun. She was definitely a lot of fun to um, research. Like I said, I knew, I think I've only heard the term Dare Lady. I didn't really know anything about her. So, very fun. Uh, all right. Well, have you got anything else on the Wendigo for me? I, I mean, on the. <laughs> have you got anything else my dear lady for me i do not all right well i'm gonna jump right in then to the hunt for the day nice time for the hunt i'm gonna talk about rocky ford bridge have you heard of that no i haven't so What's really weird to me is in Kansas, I don't know what I was expecting. I really thought there was going to be so much stuff. And I'm sure there's more than I was even seeing. But even in the other stuff that I found, there really wasn't like a ton of detail. I, I was actually shocked by how few things there were in Kansas. I, I don't know what I was, I don't know what I was expecting. But I landed on the Rocky Ford Bridge, which is also known as the Bird Bridge. Now, uh, it's thought to be the site of the murder of Sandra Bird in 1983. Um, I was only one at the time, so you were only like, what, three? So I'm assuming you probably don't know too, too much about that. No. So Sandra Bird was found in, a sh in shallow water in the Cottonwood River on July 17th in 1983. That's the river that flows under the bridge. Uh, she was a wife and a mom to three. Uh, it's believed that she ran off the road in her station wagon, which overturned into the river. That's one possibility. Her husband, however, Reverend Tom Bird, was eventually convicted of first-degree murder. So, obviously, that feels like a little bit of a leap. I don't know. I... No, I don't know that anyone actually truly knows other than obviously Tom Bird himself and and whatnot. But Bird never actually accepted responsibility for his wife's murder. He never admitted to it to the last record I found. He still wasn't copying to it. It is believed that the husband was having an affair, however, with a woman named Lorna Anderson. Now, we know that in a lot of cases, Adultery is a big factor. It's a big motive. It really is. Um, however, Lorna's husband was shot to death in 1983. Again. Mm. Uh, yeah. So they were supposedly, uh, she and her husband were supposedly on the way home from somewhere. I don't know where. Uh, she was driving and he started getting car sick. So she pulled over and randomly a masked man came up and shot him and yeah kind of fishy little random mm -hmm. kind of ties together yeah so although it was treated like a murder i will tell you that it is heavily believed that sandra's injuries could also support the the possibility of a tragic accident 
I can't find a lot of details on what the actual cause of her death was. I, I, I can't find anything. But we also know, just from true crime podcasts in real life and whatever, that murder doesn't have to be a physical attack on the person. It could be a physical change to a vehicle that they might be driving to cause an accident. So who knows? Um, now, a little more information about the bridge before I do wrap up, because like I said, this is a short one, but it's a good one. Uh, the bridge was actually moved from its previous location over the Kansas City Stockyards in 1907. It is a single lane truss bridge. I don't know what it is from the last <laughs> couple episodes. These, these single lane things that are supposed to accept two ways of traffic. If there's supposed to be two directions of traffic on something, Add a lane, people. It's not that hard. <laughs> I know I can't do it, but there are people that are trained that it can't be that hard. Add a lane. Stop doing this single lane, two direction stuff because it's not okay. This is no, not okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? I agree now, 100%. <laughs> uh, on the bridge, it is believed that screams and shrieks can be heard. Uh, it's believed that it's possibly Sandra Bird. Uh, you can also hear footsteps going in either direction on the bridge that are said to be uh, light of foot. So it almost sounds like it could be, again, Sandra Bird. And then there's apparitions of a woman who is also thought to be Sandra Bird. So there's a lot of activity on a bridge that it's not like the longest bridge in the world. So it's a lot of a lot of haunts in one bridge. So. Whatever happened on the bridge to cause the haunt, or whatever didn't happen on the bridge, I don't know. However she died, I have no idea. But um, if she's still there, she's uh, she's been seen. So that's that's what I got from that, though. What do you what do you I, think about that? I love it. I love it. Um, I am a big, big true crime fan. Big true crime fan, and this love triangle, quadrangle type thing, uh, right up my alley. Like. I mean, most of the podcasts I listen to are, you know, paranormal, but more are, and actually most are true crime and then paranormal and then some comedy ones. Um, so I, I love the story. Too many coincidences as I, I mean, the, the, the other spouse winding up dead, very coincidental. Okay. Carsick. To get so car sick that you pull over, that's fucking car sick. That, that, I mean, I've, I've been car sick in my life, you know, uh, quite a bit and never to the point where I got to pull over, like stop what I'm doing and, and do, uh, so, you know, so that just fishy to me. Um, this is it makes a it makes a lot of sense why this would uh, that place would be um would be haunted it, it, it truly is a murder and it's just this negative energy and um stuff uh, it makes 100 percent sense why it would be and uh, yeah this whole story it, it this whole story just reads like a really good podcast like if you could you know add some detail and you know stretch it out you could make a really a really good you know the the lover the this the that you know um because it just it's got a little bit of everything in there um in my opinion even though it is short it's and that's that which is totally fine and that's what happens when you're doing these especially with haunts after a while like we start to realize that you know, you know what i mean there's only so many ways these apparitions ghosts or whatever poltergeist can haunt something a disembodied voice blah 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 so at at some you know at some points it it it, it can feel repetitive but if you know the stories are so different and the details in the stories is is what really gets me as opposed to you know that's just the cool stuff the cool sort of side stuff is the disembodied voices the apparitions for me it's all about that story what and and why why this place would be haunted or any place would be haunted because you know as we know negative energy and then negative female energy is extremely powerful um 
you know, with poltergeists and stuff like that. So yeah, I think I think I just great, great choice. Thank you. All right. Well, I believe you have this episode's strange encounter. Time for the strange encounter. I do. And this one was fun. Uh, I know I, I say that about everything, but this uh, there's a lot of cool detail on this story. And um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. And I'm talking about the 1971 Ronnie Johnson incident. Uh, are you familiar at all with it? Or? So it's it's funny because for some reason Johnson rings the bell, but I'm not sure. I highly doubt I know anything about the case you're going to talk about because much like you with the cryptids, I the strange encounter aspect of it was never something that I was super into. I'm starting to be more like intrigued by it, but it, I don't, I'm probably just heard the name Johnson. I'm not sure, but um, it doesn't ring a bell, but go on. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it either. Um, in 1971, a team named a teen named Ronnie Johnson was out on his family's farm finishing chores with his dog by his side. Um, their, their farm was located just outside Delphos, Kansas, and just north of the town of Salina. According to Ronnie, around dusk, a big glowing mushroom thing, and that's a quote, a big glowing mushroom thing, appeared in the sky above him and his dog and began to hover in place maybe 10 to 12 feet off the ground. The object somehow froze him and his dog in place, uh, unable to move until it flew away. Uh, the amount of time they were frozen varies on the resource and the person telling the story. I've seen anywhere from 20 to 30 seconds to um, being frozen for a few minutes. Others in town claim to have seen the glowing lights in the sky as well. And some of these witnesses included a high school principal, a mayor, and uh, police officers, to name a few. Uh, the craft, and this is, this is well documented, this was fact, this is not speculation, the craft left a glowing gray-whitish circle on the ground. It, uh, uh, there are pictures online, this is, you know, scientists, police, everybody, uh, there is, there's no debating that there was this grayish-white circle left on the ground, and it was supposedly right under where it was hovering um, in, in froze Ronnie and his dog. Um, soil samples were taken from the uh, this uh, from within the ring on the ground and showed many peculiarities beyond the whole glowing thing. The soil had become hydrophobic. And hydrophobic means when you mix something with water, they repel each other. They won't mix for some reason. Um, when uh, the scientists came out, they dug a, a two-foot-deep trench within the circle. And then they put uh, the dirt that they had dug in water. And this dirt never sank. It just floated there indefinitely, not mixing with the water at all. Also, the soil had contained white particles that baffled the scientists. Um, like I said, it was a glowing ring on the ground, and um, part of the, the, the glow was those white particles, but they weren't really sure what those particles completely were. Um, Scientists also used Geiger counters to inspect the radiation levels. And for the following week, the, Ge the Geiger counters would go crazy, showing uh, that the soil was highly radioactive, highly irradiated. Um, this would eventually start to fade in the, in, in the coming weeks. But that first couple weeks afterwards, it was very, very radioactive. Um, the glowing ring in the soil also did eventually fade, and the reason for this, uh, scientists think, is 
just because of the large number of scientists and police officers that were walking through the area investigating it and everything and just that you know trampling over the stuff just eventually made it fade the 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 color fade and then you know disappear uh, while the excitement and hysteria would fade a bit in uh the next few months Ronnie and his family would suffer strange, strange occurrences for about the next decade or so. Ronnie and a few family members would uh, suffer from nervous breakdowns. And Ronnie also would claim that he developed psychic abilities like ESP and telekinesis. But in all my research, it doesn't seem like he showed anybody any of his abilities outside of the family. A, a few family members kind of backed him up, but I never found any concrete proof that he did develop any of those sort of psychic abilities. Also, Ronnie claimed that not long after the encounter, he was visited by a wild wolf girl. She supposedly had wild blonde hair, just going in every direction, was dirty, and uh, she was wearing just torn and tattered red clothes. Uh, he said when he tried to get closer to her, she scampered off into the woods on all fours. She was only seen again three years later by people in town when she was found eating out of dog dishes and supposedly attacked a few of the residents. Uh, there has been the odd sighting of her here and there since, but uh, nothing too substantial. So it was said, kind of to wrap up here, that after about a decade or so, you know, 10 or 15 years, that um, things would finally sort of calm down for Ronnie and his family. There was no more nervous breakdowns and weird things. I mean, I, I, I guess Ronnie probably still had his psychic abilities if he did actually develop them. But um, other than that, it, it seems like they all got back to decent um, enough health. So, and... Uh, since then, there really hasn't been much news on the family. And that's what I got. So it's funny because I feel like it's so first of all, I feel like there was more detail in that than you than you find in your usual strange encounter. Like there was that was chock full of detail and that and it's good because it's not it's not a common find when looking this stuff up. Yeah. I I feel, however, that it was it was maybe so much more than even so you saw the the glowing um the glowing mushroom you know shape thing and then it like it a, kind of attacked the soil in some way and it altered its like actually like compound itself but it it altered it to make it hydrophobic it was some sort of like glowing or a bioluminescence thing going on he saw a dog he had uh, telekinesis or telekinetic abilities and stuff. I feel like this is so much more. I feel like there is so much more than just like a possible. And I know strange encounter just doesn't mean alien, but obviously the first part of that felt very alien. But I feel like it goes so much further than that. Like it's so much deeper than that because now you have he's being visited by a girl dog and stuff like I feel like there's so much more to that story that and I've never I didn't know anything about it I I now have the need to like deep dive into this story because I am so intrigued by this I agree and that was part of it and it was it was the amount of detail to me was like oh okay and it wasn't so I, I, a, few, a few episodes back, I had one, and we both kind of were like, uh, the, the detail that this guy put in seemed fake when we were talking about it. It was just, it was like little, little things that, little details that were too specific, but not important enough for the story. 
um, that it came across as fake. But this with the detail, most of the details were corroborated by, you know, scientists. There's pictures online and, you know, the high school principal and police officer saw it, supposedly saw it in the sky and then the ring, you know what I mean? Like I said, there's pictures online. So um, th that was a big reason in choosing that because like you said in a lot of these it's oh i saw a light in the sky or you know it's there or it might even be a different story but not a ton of detail you kind of gotta fill gaps yourself in, within your head and then but this it, it was there and then the whole detail like you said it, it for me it went beyond just your normal alien encounter a the telekinesis stuff the you know these psychic abilities which is you know, there's in other alien stories that we've discussed like back in season one there were some sort of there in some of the stories but most most not but in a few of the stories there was some psychic ability stuff when we talk about like the men in black or a few other incidents where there he were um you know, these aliens were talking to people through their mind and not, you know, actually talking. Uh, but it's pretty rare. So that kind of, you know, opens it further than the alien thing. And then the whole wolf girl thing there, which it was one of those when I was doing most of the research, that was only in like two or three of the resources. Most of the resources that I was using just was more about the story and more about the whole ring and the scientists coming out. But then that, that whole, like the wolf girl thing, which related, maybe, maybe not could, I mean, it could be just a, a coincidence, but again, just seemed to, like you were saying, it just goes beyond your, nor your, your normal, ufo strange encounter it's something else is going on so i uh yeah i i had a lot of fun research when i stumbled across that and i was just like yep i found the one that i gotta do because it just it was it was very very interesting and and like you i uh you know can definitely see my would see myself doing more research on it just to kind of because i'm curious you know what did happen to the family after that decade or so you know like is, are are they completely normal does ron does ronnie still claim to have these psychic abilities and all that good stuff so yeah that one was a lot of, i had a lot of fun researching that one i'm glad I'm, I'm yeah it's i'm glad you picked it i'm glad you told me about it because it's yeah i i'm i don't even know what else to say about it i'm i'm so here for I'm so here for it because, like, I, I just, I'm probably literally going to spend the next, like, hour or so after we're done recording just <laughs> spiraling out of control into the depths of this story because it's, it's intriguing. <laughs> I love it. Love it. All right. Well, have you got anything else for me today? I do not. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week when we set up camp in Minnesota. Until then. Happy camping. Thanks, guys. As always, our hosts would like to thank you for joining. If you enjoyed the program, please be sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Find us on Instagram at ScareYourPantsOffPod, no spaces, or on Twitter, ScareYourPantsOffPodcast. Or send us an email with questions, comments, and fan art to scare your pants off nine at gmail see you next time